Chapter 7. Beginning Again, Being a Continuation of Work. Quote, then, when no help seemed possible, she found it where she least expected it, in herself. Searching for religion, she had found love. Now, seeking to follow love, she found religion. The desire for it had never left her, and while serving others, she was earning this reward. For when her life seemed to lie in ashes, from their midst, this slender spire of flame, purifying while it burned, rose trembling toward heaven, showing her how great sacrifices turn to greater compensations, giving her light, warmth, and consolation, and teaching her the lesson all must learn. God was very patient with her, sending much help, and letting her climb up to him by all the tender ways in which aspiring souls can lead unhappy hearts. End quote. While many have speculated that Louisa May Alcott never married because she was too independent to be tied permanently to another, they may be missing a very important part of her character. The more obvious reason seems not that she didn't want to become permanently attached to a husband, but that she was too attached to her own family to ever want to leave it to create another. Looking back on her life in 1872, she wrote, quote, Twenty years ago, I resolved to make the family independent if I could. At forty, that is done. Debts all paid, even the outlawed ones, and we have enough to be comfortable. It has cost me my health, perhaps, but as I still live, there is more for me to do, I suppose. End quote. Among those things to do was most obviously writing. Over the next decade, she would publish more than a dozen books, including an old-fashioned girl in 1870, work, a story of experience in 1873, and eight cousins in 1875. She would also write sequels to these last two, Beginning Again in 1875 and Rose in Bloom in 1876. In 1877, she published the only novel for adults that she ever wrote under her own name, A Modern Mephistopheles. She also published several collections of short stories that she had originally written under the titles Aunt Joe's Scrap Bag and Lulu's Library. Though her work gave her much pleasure, her focus for earning money continued to be on helping her family. Anna was widowed in 1870 and turned to Louisa for both financial and emotional support in raising her two boys, Frederick and John. In 1877, Louisa purchased Thoreau's house for them and also moved her parents into the comfortable old house. She also helped finance her father's dream, the Concord Summer School of Philosophy. One of the first summer schools for adults, it continued to exist until its founder's death nine years later. Louisa contributed to its success by making sure that visiting professors were well-housed, fed, and, when necessary, paid. In addition to helping her family, Louisa became increasingly involved in the women's suffrage movement. In 1875, she attended the Women's Congress in Syracuse, New York, and met Mary Livermore, a leader in the fight for suffrage. She also wrote essays for the Women's Journal and even went door-to-door -door encouraging people to support a woman's right to vote in the school board elections. She expressed her sentiments, quote, I like to help women help themselves, as that is, in my opinion, the best way to settle the women question. 
Whatever we can do and do well, we have a right to do, and I don't think anyone will deny us. End quote. And she later recalled, quote, was the first woman to register my name as a voter, drove about and drummed up women to my suffrage meeting, so hard to move people out of the old ruts. End quote.